Hi, I'm Ayelet Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to the Learn With Less podcast, a family enrichment program for educators, parents and caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. In this podcast series, we get together some music, play, and conversation about early development and early parenthood. The mission of Learn With Less is to provide confidence to new parents that you can support and connect with your baby or toddler without having to buy a single toy. We do that through this podcast, our best-selling books, Understanding Your Baby and Understanding Your Toddler, and our local and virtual caregiver and me classes using the Learn With Less infant and toddler development curriculum. If you're an educator or therapist supporting new families and interested in finding new ways to support your income by leading caregiver and child classes that every infant and toddler can access, I would love to share a free on-demand training with you. Just pop in your email and I'll send the link directly to your inbox. Open a new tab in your browser and head over to learnwithless.com training today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to I yell it. Hello to the singers. Hello, 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 hello. Hello to the babies. Hello to the toddlers. Hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I will help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name. Hello to your name. Hello, 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 everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I'm going to say hello to some of the things around me in my environment. Hello to the box. Hello to the shaker. Hello, 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 hello to the door. Hello to the ground. Hello, hello, hello. One last time. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. So, Today, I want to talk about one of the strategies I use to promote early communication, both as a mother and as a therapist. This particular strategy has a bit of a funny name. We call it sabotage. Essentially, the idea is that the adult creates a situation wherein the child has to communicate to solve a problem. You're obstructing their path in some way. Now, since you are purposefully creating a situation wherein your little one has to solve a problem, it's very important that you do this kindly. It's okay if your child becomes mildly frustrated, but we don't want to make our little ones feel like they are failing. This relates to our discussion in my episode, Not Too Much or Too Little, Channeling Goldilocks, and the fact that infants and toddlers are constantly making assessments about whether something is so difficult that it's not even worth attempting. You can read more about all of this in my best-selling books, Understanding Your Baby and Understanding Your Toddler. But what we want to do 
is to make expectations that are within our children's reach, but at a slightly higher level than where they're comfortable. The technical term for this is called scaffolding, and I think it's a wonderful visual image. Think of creating a little boost for them to get to the next step up. We don't want the next step up to seem too far away, but we want to expect slightly more than what they're currently doing. There are many ways to set up the opportunity to sabotage your older infant or toddler to encourage them to initiate communication. A nice way to think of your role as the setter upper of a sabotage situation is that you're being silly. A routine with a step missing or a toy with an essential part missing becomes over the top and ridiculous if your little one points out that something's wrong and you can react with humor. Now I have in front of me a clear storage box of a few of my child's favorite toys. Now I know that they can't open the box themselves. So they're going to have a little problem in front of them if they want to get to those objects. So what can we do to make this an enjoyable interaction? Yep, you guessed it. One of the tools I like to use is music to make it fun and lighten the mood. I might pretend to be cleaning up or actually be cleaning up an area and place the box down at their level to tempt them. I'll hum a tune while I wait for them to show me that they need me. And now I get to perform one of my favorite tricks, play stupid. Oh, what's going on? You look like you want something. I hear your voice. You're grabbing that box. Should we play with it? Is it a drum? Oh, hmm. Seems like there's still something wrong. I see you grabbing the box. You're picking it up. Oh, wow, you're so strong. Should I pick it up too? Oh, no, that's not what you wanted. Hmm. Well, let's see. Oh, you keep touching it on the side. Maybe I'll do the same thing. Oh, no, that, no, you don't want me to do that. Oh, is there something inside that you see? Something in there? I'm going to point to that shaker. Oh, wow, I hear you breathing so excitedly. It seems like that's the one you want right there. Should I open it? Okay, open. Oh, wow. That's definitely what you wanted. You wanted the shaker. Okay. I'm going to play with the other one. Okay, I'm going to close that box up just in case there's something else they want that's inside. And if they still have the patience and they're motivated enough and it's fun, I'll do maybe a shorter version of that the next time around. I'll make sure to model my pointing gesture, model the word open along with a gesture to go along with it. And I'll give feedback about what I see them doing that is telling me something. Remember how I commented on how they grew up the box or how they touched one side of it repeatedly and how I recognize 
recognized how they were feeling when their breathing pattern changed. All these are ways to make the interaction more transparent and to provide verbal feedback and to help make your expectations of your child clear. I also want to make the point that if your child is not terribly motivated by, say, musical instruments, and instead it's, say, a ball or a little wooden car, you can still use it in the song by, for instance, just bouncing a ball to the beat or singing the song on the word zoom, 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 as you zoom it around on the floor or on your baby. You might want to put two of each item inside, though, so that you can each have one to play with. Now, There are plenty of times in the day or the week when we unintentionally set up situations like this and we fail to read our little one's communicative attempts. This is another reason why talking through the things you're modeling or the ways your child is communicating are effective ways to help their understanding of how to communicate through either gesture or verbalization, depending on their level of ability and development and interest. Over time, when you set the expectation and model the step just beyond, as well as a few steps beyond what they're currently doing on their own, you will see them start to imitate that communicative behavior, assuming they are physically able to do so. We'll get back to our discussion on the art of sabotage and setting up communication temptations in just a little bit. In the meantime, I want to introduce you to a song about the seasons because right now where I am in the world as I'm recording this, the air is warm, the sun is bright, but it's not always like this, right? Depending on where you are in the world and what season it is, you can start wherever that is. The sun is out and shining bright, shining bright, shining bright. The sun is out and shining bright. It might be summer. Do you know what comes after summer? Autumn or fall. All the leaves are falling down, falling down, falling down. All the leaves are falling down. Soon it will be fall. Oh, and after the fall, it's going to be getting colder and colder. Winter will come. Now, seasons are not always as predictable as this, especially with global warming, but we can use it as a model to pull from. Snow and rain are falling down, falling down, falling down. Snow and rain are falling down. Then we'll know it's winter. And after the winter, finally comes spring. All the flowers are opening, opening, opening. All the flowers are opening. Then we'll know it's spring. I like making big hand and arm gestures with this one in particular. The sun shining over my head, the leaves falling down from the sky, the snow and rain falling down from the sky, and the flowers opening up just as my hands do. Movement and gesture, song and rhyme are all wonderful tools to use with infants and toddlers to help set up an environment conducive to learning play, and interaction. That's why the four pillars of Learn With Less that we incorporate into every single one of our classes are play, talk, sing, and move. We spoke earlier about setting up temptations for communication and using the strategy of sabotage. Now, I think this strategy is a wonderful one when used kindly and as a tool for learning. But that word sabotage really does bring up some negative connotations as well, as it is defined as the deliberate obstruction or disruption of another. Now, we don't want to disrupt a child who is 
perfectly happy doing something on their own. And I also think perhaps a better way to think about this strategy is in a way a technique for scaffolding, right? We want our little ones to get to the next level. So we place small challenges in front of them to assist in their learning and to create new opportunities for them. In other words, we have to make it a fun and positive challenge. We spoke about this earlier and I modeled a way to make yourself seem silly and ridiculous. And in episodes past, we've talked about the importance of getting down and dirty with your silly self because it can be a great way to connect and make yourself more interesting. This is no different. If you put your foot down and create a situation wherein your child must perform or else, then the strategy will most likely fail. This is a communication temptation. You are tempting your child to do something, not forcing them. So just to be clear, I am not supporting an all or nothing approach. I am suggesting that you might try something new out and see how it goes. We also want to encourage small steps toward new skills. If your child has never used the pointing gesture, for instance, this is what you can work toward by modeling that gesture a lot in lots of activities you do or in interactions that you have. And then as a suggestion that this is what you expect from them. If your child has never said the word open, but is starting to use words or imitate the first sound of a word, work towards that. In other words, we're not using the art of sabotage to make unrealistic expectations on our little ones. We actually want to use the strategy of sabotage to get our little ones to initiate or do the things that they've already done before or done in a different way. You're putting this strategy in place to help push them towards a skill that you know they can be successful doing. And if your strategy and your modeling and your setup of this activity doesn't work, that's okay. Try again in another time, situation, context, or in another way. On that note, we don't want to be using this strategy all the time in every activity we do all day long. This goes back to being kind and trying different things at different times. It's one thing in our toolbox. We don't want to ask our kids to perform all day. That's not terribly interactive either. And for some little ones, no matter how kind or silly you might try to be, the fact that you're creating a new challenge where there was not one before might make them really, really mad and turn them off completely. We don't want that. We want moderate difficulty, tools in place to make it easier, and a present and kind caregiver. One last note on this, sabotage is most effective when a little one is able to engage in joint attentional acts. We've spoken about joint attention in previous episodes, and we do so in my books, Understanding Your Baby and Understanding Your Toddler, and in our Learn With Less Caregiver and Me classes. It's that focus between you and your child, not only on an object, but there's also a recognition that you're both engaged with that object or activity. That's joint attention. So making eye contact, getting your attention with a touch, or a gesture, vocalizing or verbalizing, etc. For more great examples of creative ways to set up communication temptations and to implement the strategy of sabotage to help your child with their communication skills, I will provide a few references in this week's show notes on the Learn With Less website. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? 
Goodbye to the babies, goodbye to the toddlers, goodbye bigger kids, goodbye to the siblings, goodbye to the grown-ups, goodbye to the singers, goodbye I yell it, goodbye to this music we laughed and we played, we're getting very clever, this is what counts being here together. Thank you so much, everyone. For a text version of the developmental thought of the week or instructions to make and ideas for how to use your very own DIY box of communication temptations, you can head over to my website, learnwithless.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you like to listen. And if you're looking to go deeper with the Learn With Less curriculum, why not download the Learn With Less bundle and get all my best infant and toddler development resources for 70% off by heading to learnwithless.com slash bundle. I'll be in your ear again on the next episode, sharing more information and ideas about early development, early childhood, and early parenthood. See you next time.